Hello, everyone. Uh, this is a little bit different to some of the other podcasts I've done. I've been interviewing some amazing people uh, over the last few months, and I thought for episode 20, especially because it aligned with Thanksgiving week, um, I'd just spend you know, a few minutes kind of talking about a little bit more context about the podcast, uh, my background, and um, you know what I'm trying to, I suppose, achieve with this podcast. So yeah, you know, I have mentioned over the couple different episodes that I had a bit of a kind of roundabout uh, direction to ending up kind of focused on climate. Uh, I grew up partly on a farm in Ireland, uh, partly upstate New York, you know, worked as a butcher, worked on farms, lots of different contexts. And I was actually originally going to go in, become an academic philosopher. And so that was a lot of the, um, you know, my early kind of college days was around, you know, being a professor, was fascinated by the idea of the leather uh, elbow pads of uh, the professor life, just doing thinking, lots and lots of thinking, and sometimes coming up with somewhat original ideas. I was never too original in my own kind of philosophical uh, meanderings, but was all set to go kind of PhD track. Yeah, then I decided I wanted to kind of experience the non-academic world, and I started working uh, down in London with a company called Faxet. Faxet was a very interesting experience. You know, it was a, uh, it's a company still around. Um, it's actually a lot bigger than when I joined. And I was probably about employee 1,000, 1,200, kind of that kind of range. Had been around about 25 years and was a financial services company that was providing software and data solutions to you know, investment managers, sovereign wealth funds, um, all those kind of people. And yeah, I was quite happy in that um, for a long time. Did a lot of sales, you know, got to experience a certain type of life, um, which had, was very new to me. But, you know, it wasn't anything that I ever really got a huge amount of um, kind of fulfillment in. You know, I was getting fulfillment in other parts of my life, family, friends, all that kind of thing. And then from there, worked uh, when traveling, worked at a couple startups, found another company with my brother. You know, that's, that's a story from another day, I guess. And... In general, I've been working at really, really great companies. I was at a company called Respondent for a couple of years. Had an amazing experience there. Loved the people, loved the culture. But you know, starting kind of early 2019, climate was more and more nagging, kind of at the back of my head. I it always been there. You know, I was never somebody who kind of doubted the veracity of uh, the climate change claims. This is a real problem. But I was vaguely of the idea that somebody was going to solve it and that somebody was never going to be me and or I was never going to be any part of any sort of solution but I still had this kind of uh, kind of nagging kind of feeling about it um, so I wanted to kind of educate myself a little bit better um, I actually started with some podcasts from Ezra Klein uh, he started talking more and more about climate I'm a big fan of uh, his interview style and so I started reading um, and I read lots of books on climate and there was one book in particular that had a pretty big impact and that's The Uninhabitable Earth by David Walls Wells. And that is a book that's pretty terrifying. And I definitely, uh, I've read a lot of the kind of critiques of that book. It was just, for those who haven't read it, it's all about, we talk a lot about this two-degree warming target or trying to stay below this two-degree warming um, by the end of uh, the 21st century. But he kind of explores, you know, what, what would it mean to hit two degrees or four degrees or six degrees or even higher? And the kind of picture he paints is pretty horrific. You know, these are... You know, a world where countries like Australia potentially can't even be inhabited uh, full-time by humans. And there's a load of terrifying elements that come out of that. And so after I read that book, it was around November of 2019, so basically a year ago, um, I just kind, of, just kind of sat there, you know, just kind of doing its work uh, behind the scenes, I guess. Um, and then I decided to, well, so then I was going to a wedding. A friend of mine, Akash, was having getting married to his lovely bride, Sam, and, uh, in Phuket in Thailand. 
so destination wedding and so myself my uh, my wife natalie and our good friend elijah we flew into that wedding had a great old time then went on to bangkok joined by another couple of friends for new year's just great time you know hedonistic kind of travails all that kind of thing and after that, I was going to fly from Bangkok to London, London to, to uh, Ireland, to Dublin, uh, and then then on to New York, and then on back on to Mexico. And I was going to see some family in, in London, I was going to see some friends, sorry, some friends in London, some family in Ireland. Most of those flights I was on my own, and particularly I was on my own for the Bangkok to Europe flight. And I was just basically sitting during that flight, I was thinking, you know, uh, I actually really enjoy being on flights alone. Um, I find it's some of my best kind of thinking time because not that many distractions. Even the air is a bit kind of like dead to a certain extent. And so you're kind of forced to look inward. And so I was sitting on the flight, thinking away, and I kept coming back to the books around climate that I recently kind of read, in particular, The Uninhabitable Earth. You know, I started to kind of feel like a certain level of emotion, mostly anger initially um i was kind of getting pretty stressed i was like in my airplane seat being like why is nobody i know working on climate this is absolute nonsense this is completely terrible and we all kind of trick ourselves right we all uh, play games with our own kind of emotions um, we all hide from ourselves but within a couple of minutes i've started kind of feeling the cognitive dissonance that i was experiencing like really really strongly it's like i was getting furious about other people's behavior uh, when I was doing nothing in my own behavior to actually work on the problem or help the problem in any way, really. Recognizing cognitive dissonance is, is a terrifying thing, right? And we have to maintain a certain level of cognitive dissonance just to go th- around and live, right? There's so many problems in the world that we have to ignore a lot of them just you know, to get up in the morning and go around our day. But this is a problem that I really felt I couldn't really kind of uh, avoid any anymore. And so... By the time I got off that flight, I visited a friend of mine just outside London. I, then I took a bus back to the airport. And so as I was going along, I basically was starting to more and more decide emotionally that I wanted to actually be involved with climate in some way. And by the time I finished this kind of raft of flights a few days later, um, I basically sketched out the first idea of something in the climate climate world. And... I suppose I'll say that what the first idea was. So the first idea I had was um, coming out of my kind of financial type, type background um, was to build an index of private uh, climate companies. It's going to be called the Carbon Negative 100, um, and this list would be, you know, it was going to be super difficult to get on this. And these were the hundred companies that had the highest likelihood of reaching a gigaton of carbon reduction uh, each company, uh, which is a, which is about one thirtieth of what the the world comes every year. So I was thinking about this kind of carbon negative one hundred. I was like, okay, this is this is this is an idea, and I started thinking about ways to kind of bring that to market. Would this be a, a media play? Would this be something more akin to certification of some sort? Am I competing with MCI and SMP uh, in terms of formalized uh, indices of some sort? Am I competing with Crunchbase? Uh, all these kind of things. And so that was the first idea I was sitting with, and I don't think that was a particularly good idea. I and I never end up doing too much with it. But the fact that I came up with an idea in the climate space got me excited enough to commit to something specific, and that was a date. And so I committed to the date of uh, St. Patrick's Day 2021. So March 17, 2021 was the day I was going to leave the job that I loved at Respondent and start a company in the climate space. And 
I gave myself, you know, at this point, this was a 14-month lead time before I would leave my job. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to learn, kind of casually learn about what the opportunities are within climate for the next kind of 14 months. And, you know, then, uh, so that's what I started doing, just kind of reading here and there, um, listening to more podcasts, just, you know, ideas kind of, kind of percolating around in my head. And then we're in March and COVID becomes, you know, real. All of a sudden, the world is upside down. We're having lockdown. Everybody listening to this has had their own, you know, COVID experience. So I don't need to kind of go on about that too much. But in essence, COVID, I feel, flattened the world in a couple of different ways. So it flattened future states that I think not just I, but a lot of other people could imagine. And so all of a sudden, it felt that more at-the-edge, wild startup ideas in the climate space might actually be able to get engagement from potential co-founders, from potential investors, from potential clients, uh, and marketplace, and then the market itself. I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, like the world is obviously being harmed in such terrible degrees. But I was also like, okay, there might be big opportunities starting to arise here to tackle uh, something that's even bigger than COVID, as, as bad and as horrific as it has been, which is all the different problems um, derived from you know, climate change, which basically uh, tackle has issues across the entire world, across every sector, every country. And so it still takes a while, right? Like a lot of uh, the elements to starting a company, I think, are emotional. You know, there's a lot of very wealthy people who don't start companies. There's a lot of very poor people who do. And so like the economic element is an important element, but it's not always the, the full story. A lot of it is kind of mentality and where you are, how you see yourself in the world and how you see your ability to impact the world. Yeah, so then I saw that respondent kind of end of March, and uh, I also started reading a lot of sci-fi because I was struggling to frame the world we were in and the kind of wild, uh, the wildness of what was happening um, in terms of like my standard ways of looking at the world, the kind of structures that I thought of. Uh, and so lots of kind of weird and wonderful sci-fi really helped me kind of be like, oh, this thing is kind of like this thing, or this thing is kind of like this other kind of wild thing. And yeah, and then a couple of months passed, and... I started just really, really thinking, and, and, and I started talking to some people uh, about the problems they face within climate. I was pretty sector agnostic. You know, I'd have a couple chats, you know, one or two chats a week. And then I had an idea for a podcast. I, I've been a big believer and lover of podcasts for a number of years. My, uh, my, my wife laughs about how, you know, I listen chipmunks because I, I listen to everything at 3x speed. And actually, anybody listening to this right now, I probably talk pretty quickly when I hear myself talk. When I re-listen to the podcasts, I'm always very, very rapid. And so apologies for those who do like the 3x speed world. Uh, but in essence, I decided to do the podcast, first of all, because I wanted to help people who were kind of specifically trying to start something and trying to move domains. Um, and I know My Climate Journey uh, is a great kind of podcast. I'm a, I'm a big kind of fan of what's being done there. But I still felt that I wasn't fully kind of hearing myself, kind of general approach. And so, I, you know, I decided to kind of start something. You know, I used the kind of typical kind of lean startup methodology to get something up and running. I just basically just started it. Um, very lo-fi, uh, the first couple of episodes, you know, not the best in terms of audio quality, and reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn who I thought had interesting kind of climate type companies. Um, the first couple of people, uh, Greg Mulholland and, and John Young in, in particular, huge debt of gratitude to them to being the first couple of people who I recorded episodes with. Uh, and, you know, I really appreciate people who take a chance on other people um, when they're starting. Uh, and so actually, you know, anybody listening to this uh, who needs a person to take a chance on them, if there's anything I can do for you, uh, always feel free to shoot me a message through LinkedIn or Twitter or any other places I'm online. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I started the podcast. And I was pretty kind of broad. Um, I was kind of interested in anything, any talking to any people who had been a clean tech founder or kind of part of their kind of early team or kind of an executive in a team. And after a while, I started to kind of narrow it down. You know, I talked to people in energy. I talked to people in advanced materials. But I kept 
being pulled more and more back into things like food, supply chain, circular economy, all of those kind of elements. And a lot of it comes back to growing up on a farm back in the day. I kind of not really engaged with that time in my life that often. I never, I, I didn't ever dislike the time in the farm. I actually quite loved large parts of it. And it's definitely a very, very far away future state where I have a bit of a farm going myself. But it wasn't something that I had ever kind of thought of as an, at the intersection of all the technologies and, and the kind of startup stuff that I've been doing as well. So um, as I started talking to people in agriculture, food, etc., I started getting very, very excited about all the possibilities in that space. And the specific thing that excites me most is the possibility that agriculture is the first industry, really, that in the first sector that human beings ever came up with, I guess, after shelter or maybe in conjunction with shelter, we figured out how to scale the creation of food, right? To lots and lots, to feed lots and lots of mouths. It's been an up and down bouncy journey. Um, it hasn't always gone well. We've had mass famines. We've had types of industrialized agriculture that have been you know, net negative for the parts of the world that have engaged in that. But it's still something we'll always need. We always will need to consume food. And food you know, is a social act. It's, a, it's obviously full of pleasure. It sustains us. And so... I'm very passionate about bringing forward the stories of companies in the, the kind of food space. And so when I think about you know, some of the recent podcasts, talking to people, everything from you know, biotechnology, cellular meat, and, but then also like the packaging uh, associated with different kinds of food products or consumables, right? Everything from packaging for people who have their morning coffee, different types of sparkling water, uh, and so on. And then also like who is producing the food. You know, I'm fascinated by stories by trying to break down, reduce the amount of logistic miles that take for a local farmer to get their food to a local population. These very, very large and complex supply chains, and often those supply chains aren't really providing as much kind of goodness as they could to every part of that supply chain. And so I'm very passionate about finding and elevating the voices of people who are really bringing incredible new types of technology and new types of value to you know, food, agriculture, circular economy, all those kind of elements. Um, so yeah, you know, a couple of minutes about, um, you know, the genesis of the podcast. You know, it's been 20 episodes as I kind of work on other startup ideas that I'm going to kind of launch myself. I'm going to hopefully continue doing the podcast. We've got, I think, um, about to record a load of episodes. So we will definitely have content going up until February, March. And yeah, and so I really appreciate everybody who takes their time every week to kind of listen. And yeah, apologies again for if I talk too quick. Um, I am working on trying to reduce that speed. And yeah, those who are in the U.S. Um, have a great Thanksgiving.